All right, here we go with another exciting adventure. All right, hopefully I'm going to get some time next week to finish posting some of these YouTube videos I got. I'm falling way behind. I haven't been able to post anything in the last couple of weeks. This week, well, what did we do? I should say last week, what did we do? Uh, uh, you know, it all blends together after a while. Does it do to you guys too? Chicago to Denver, Denver to Washington State, Redmond, Washington, Redmond to Denver, Denver to Chicago, Chicago to Greensboro, North Carolina, Greensboro back to Chicago, something like that. It was like, I don't know, I'm leaving something out. It was like 6,300 miles. Today's run is going to change every week for the next couple of weeks. Today's run is going to be Chicago to Montgomery, Alabama, Montgomery to uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, to somewhere in New Hampshire, somewhere in New Hampshire, to um, Meadowlands, New Jersey. I'm not looking forward to that. And then Meadowlands, New Jersey, back to Chicago. It's going to be an exciting adventure. I'm not really excited. It's only like 2,000 miles, but it's 3,000, something like that. 3,000 miles. It's for the holiday. Well, let's talk about last week. Last week, weather was good to Denver. That was fine. And then Denver to Washington was fantastic. I mean, it, you couldn't ask for better weather. It was amazing. And then in halfway back, yeah, we got across Wyoming. Oh, man, it was sort of coming down pretty good. Not enough to stop, but definitely enough to slow you down quite a bit. You know, just take it smooth. Just take it easy. Don't go crazy. Just keep it smooth. The smoother you are, the better off you're going to be. Less likely to break loose, things like that. You know, if you're smooth. That's one thing I like about the stick shifts were a lot easier to keep smooth or if you got stuck it was easier to get out the automatics eh, you get stuck you're screwed you know it's a lot harder to get out you can't you can't rock them like you could with a stick and things like that so it's a little more difficult but you know it's the days we live in i'm stuck with an automatic myself i'm not happy about it but it yeah, it's fine. On level ground, the things are fantastic you know they're they're not that big a deal but i do miss having a stick which is funny, I guess, because I have an automatic in my cars. So, anyway, that's what's going on. Oh, yeah, and then we hit uh, Wyoming was crap. Then it was crap going into Denver. Snow. High winds. Mostly high winds. We had a light load. Then from there, back to Chicago. Not too bad. Then a little flurries here and there on the way down to Greensboro, North Carolina. Then on the way back, very high winds. Very rough to deal with. I had to slow down a little bit. It was getting a little too much. Then when we got up to uh, Chicago, it was no big deal. Then I went home. But I got home Sunday morning. Now I'm leaving out tonight. Leaving out now, Monday, Monday night. So that's what's going on. So let's get on with the news. All right, here we go. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind. On the open road with Kingfish. Yeah, I hate right when I here. get on a good uh, 
good good lead into an article and it's a perfect read and it's and then I looked down and realized I wasn't recording. Anyway, a car was crushed in Ohio on Tuesday afternoon after a semi-truck struck a railroad overpass and dislodged its load. So what it was is this guy had a container. You know, in this, in the, and I don't know what that, they seem, I do containers all the time. And in each corner of the container, you have this locking mechanism. And the safety procedure for the locking mechanism is a, you know, a zip tie. So that, you know, you put the zip tie in so the handle doesn't move. It seems to work, but yeah, the, it just, I don't know. These things just don't seem very significant to me. I don't know. Kind of silly when you put as much weight in these things as you do, just these four corners. You ever walk by one, check it out. Anyway, the accident happened on November 15th at 326 in Butler County, Ohio. And I don't know if these, you know, if he was, had the, the container tied to the chassis or not. It's hard to say, you know, it doesn't say in the article, but. He hit the overpass. The container flew off the off the chassis and then landed on a Ford Fusion. Doesn't say how bad the people in the Fusion were uh, hurt, but it says they were taken to the hospital, so they lived, thank goodness. Not much left of the car, that's for sure. So here's the deal. Don't go underneath overpasses if you're not sure you can you know, you can make it for one. And two, if you do have a container, make sure that those four corners are locked in place and use a zip tie to, to hold the locking mechanism because as you're bouncing down a road, they will come undone. But like I said, it doesn't say here whether those locks were undone or not. It's not much. It's a very, very simple mechanism. You know, you just move the handle a little bit and it opens it right up. If you want to see how a trailer gets loaded onto a chassis, just go to the YouTube channel, TWK Trucking the Kingfish on YouTube. And it's one of their earlier videos. I think it's like 15, 20 seconds or something. I was in there and they were taking the, the chassis was bad. It's a, you know, the, the wheels and all that. And they were taking the tra the container off and putting it on another chassis in the truck in front of me. And then I was waiting my turn to get mine done. So if you want to see how that works, you know, how they move the chassis around and stuff like that, go to uh, the YouTube channel, TWK, Trucking the Kingfish, same name as the podcast. And you can see how that's done. Yeah, like I said, it's very short. That was at the Willow Springs Rail, Rail Yard in uh, Hodgkin. I think it's Hodgkins, Illinois. Yeah, Willow Springs, right off the 294, if you're curious where that was. All right, let's get moving on. Well, of course, you know, what would be the weekly news without a bankruptcy, right? Anyway, Freon Logistics, a Bakersfield, California-based trucking company, has filed for bankruptcy, and some employees protested recently to demand unpaid wages. So, this looks like a few people haven't been paid for quite a while. It says here, one of the men stated, I have a couple of colleagues that haven't been paid for a good few weeks. Well, I don't know what a good few weeks is. Even months, two months, I heard the most. Wow, that's a long time. How do you pay your bills? Joel Hoare is local... News station KGET. It's been for a couple of my colleagues. It's been over 12,000, 16,000 that have been owed. As for myself, I'm owed 2,000, which is a little bit, but still, I need the money to pay my bills. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they're upset. Why wouldn't they? So, I don't know. They can't pay their bills. They can't pay their employees. Probably not going to be around much longer. We hate to hear trucking companies go out, but we want to hear the drivers getting paid. Pay the drivers. Do the right thing. Oh, this is horrible. You know, we haven't had anything like this since 
uh, that big thing in Illinois that I can remember. Anyway, U.S. Attorney Philip A. Talbert announced Monday the, the completion of prosecution of 20 defendants in a series of DMV corruption cases in which hundreds of fraudulently obtained commercial driver's license were issued. The defendants were tried and charged in the Eastern District of California. Charges against the defendants included bribery of public officials, identity fraud, unauthorized access of computers, conspiracies to commit these offenses, those offenses. The defendants included corrupt DMV employees who took bribes, trucking school owners, affiliates who bribed them, and others who participated in the conspiracy, according to a news release from the U.S. Attorney. The criminal activities charged in these cases took place throughout California, including the Central Valley, Los Angeles Basin, and as far north as Eureka. I got my license in California originally before I moved to Wisconsin, and no, I did not bribe anybody. And sometimes I'm a good driver, and sometimes you might think I did bribe somebody. It just depends on how, how I feel that day. Anyway, a statement from the attorney's office that defendants helped put unqualified commercial drivers on the nation's highways operating large commercial vehicles, even though those drivers had not passed the necessary written and driving tests. DMV employees are said to have accepted bribes to enter fraudulent test scores for applicants who had not even taken the test or who would or who could not pass them. You know, the test was pretty easy. You know, if you, it, it's pretty scary that somebody would think that they could get away with that and not get caught. You know, because, I mean, you're putting somebody out there and kill somebody. That's pretty crazy. Various trucking schools in California look for corrupt DMV employees they could bribe to help failing or unqualified students get their commercial licenses anyway. In total, hundreds of fraudulent commercial driver permits and licenses were issued as part of these schemes, jeopardizing public safety. Every defendant charged in the case has now been convicted and sentenced, except for one who passed away prior to trial. Sentences range from six months of home confinement to five years in prison. The probe began in June of 2011. So they started the probe in 2011. You know, you think, you know, they could just catch these guys and bust them. So that's 11 years this probe has been going on. And they knew it just kept getting bigger. But they only gave out sentences from six months of home confinement to five years in prison. You know, that seems a little, you know, that seems a little crazy, you know? I don't get it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just scary. It just doesn't seem like a very long time to me for what they did. Of course, it doesn't say how much they made off with either, so... I don't know, but you're going to put driver safety at you know in danger like that or people's safety. Yeah, you deserve some time. All right, let's get moving on. Oh, this one really sucks. Well, if you're in Ohio, 15 motorists are asking love to reimburse them for damage done to their vehicles after the wrong fuel was offloaded into the gas pumps. So basically, here's what happened: Clark County, Ohio. Seems to be a lot of Ohio this week. Clark County, Ohio. Uh, the truck came in and it it poured, it fueled up, it took the diesel and poured it into the gas pumps, put it in the 87 octane. 15 cars got screwed up and now they're asking for Loves to fix it and Loves is kind of hem-hawing about what they got to do. People are a little pissed. Don't blame them. It's going to be a while before they get that situation solved. So if you're in that area, good luck. I'm glad I'm not you. I wish you weren't you either for that matter on this. So let's get moving on. All right, since I'm not here, I'm not up to speed with what's going on. But in Chile, cargo trucker drivers to begin indefinite strike November 21st. Cargo drivers to begin indefinite strike throughout Chile November 21st. Transport disruptions likely. 
So cargo truck drivers affiliated with Northern Forest Transport Workers Guild Confederation announced that they will begin an indefinite strike. So it doesn't really say what it's all about. So if you know if you're in Chile and you know anything more about this, give me a call, leave me a message, let me you know contact me because I have no idea what's actually going on down there. So you know, it'd be nice to talk to somebody who's actually down there and is more involved. That way I don't have to sit there and make something up. I'm not going to make anything up. That's what I'm getting at. All right, let's get moving on. Well, looks like, you know, trucking is messed up all over the world, I guess. Korean truck drivers to strike again at risk to global supply chain. Yeah, of course. Truckers union hold nationwide strike beginning Thursday. Strike likely to impact automotive and fuel shipments. So truckers in Korea are planning to go on strike for a second time this year, later this month. So if anybody knows anything about that one, well, let me know, because obviously I don't. Since, you know what? I don't live in Korea. How shocking is that? Isn't that crazy? All right, last story. This one's nuts. Arizona, I've heard stories like this before. This might, you know, Arizona police confiscated $40,000 from a black trucking boss buying new equipment. So, uh, this would have happened to anybody. It doesn't matter what color they are. But still, it sucks. A trucker from North Carolina had declared legal war on the entire police force of Phoenix, Arizona, after cops took 39500 in cash from him at the local airport on the suspicion that it was drug money. Ooh. The lawsuit filed in April by the owner of Triple J Trucking, Jerry Johnson, requests his son be returned in full for what he deemed to be false charges by the force, which confiscated the cash during a stop at the Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport in August 2020. Okay, so this is an old story. Okay. Oh, let's hear the update. Johnson, the owner and operator of a Charlotte-based truck firm, claims the seizure was unreasonable since he had saved the funds to buy a new semi-truck. Johnson was certain he could get a bargain at an auction in Phoenix, according to the lawsuit, so he flew domestically from Charlotte to Phoenix with the cash, only to be questioned by police about the perfectly legal haul. During his ostensibly routine encounter, detectives grew convinced that Johnson, a middle-aged black man, was laundering money as part of an illicit narcotics transaction, according to the lawsuit. Eventually, under the fear of imprisonment, more interrogation, Johnson handed over the 39500 to the cops. Police have subsequently refused to refund the money, maintaining that their earlier conclusion that the North Carolina resident was using his firm as a cover. Yeah, it's because they get to keep the money. That's why they say that shit. It's fucking scumbags. Anyway, after a local court dismissed Johnson's lawsuit last year, a libertarian-leaning public interest law firm filed an appeal in Arizona on Johnson's behalf on Monday. A I'm losing it. A significant move in the lengthy legal drama. The update lawsuit discloses that Johnson is still without his money and has not been charged with a crime after more than two years. So they took the guy's money, okay? He wasn't charged with anything, and they don't want to get it back. What does that tell you? It's not about race. It's not about, you know, and it's about... It's about the fact that they could, they took his money. They want to keep his money because they want to use it for their shit. They took his money. Jerry Johnson, the owner of Triple J Trucking, has conducted a court struggle against the entire Phoenix, Arizona Police Department after, conf after cops confiscated the 39500 Since then, the Phoenix Police Department, directed by Brian Sullivan, has refused to refund the money, maintaining that the certified North Carolinian was up to no good. Outside of the state's arguments, the force has not commented on the matter. 
Johnson has stated in a new statement published by the Institute for Justice, I traveled to Phoenix thinking, believing I could get a fantastic bargain. Yeah, he didn't get a bargain on a vehicle that could help me grow my business. The statement provided the surprising information that he's still without his cash more than two years later, more than two years after this disputed confiscation. The company owner said instead the cops stole my money without ever charging me with a crime. Losing my funds was a challenge, and now my business is barely surviving. I'm fighting for my money, but I'm also trying to prevent this from happening to anyone else. Good for you, buddy. I'm down with that. Local forfeiture rules allow investigators to confiscate property suspected of being associated with criminal conduct, even if the owner has not been charged with a crime. The next day, following hours of detention, Johnson came home without the money and the truck. He has never formally he has never been formally accused of a crime. In August of 2020, Johnson went domestically with the cash, was home with Charlotte to the airport. You know what? None of this makes any sense. You know what I mean? None of this. It's like, these guys are scumbags. This guy, he's a small businessman trying to make ends meet. If he was a, if he was a scumbag thief, you think he'd come out here and like try to get all this media attention? Hell no. But that's what these scumbag cops want in places like that. They want to take his money. It's not about safety. It's not about curtailing drugs. It's not about any of that shit. It's about getting the money. That's what it's all about. Now... Uh, fucking scumbags. In the meanwhile, the forfeitures at airports related to alleged crime remain largely unclear with a recent T USA Today investigation revealing that the DEA, the DEA collected more than $209 million from at least 5,200 people in 15 airports over the previous decade. The Arizona Court of Appeals is anticipated to provide a response. Yeah, scumbags. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Nothing else. So, anyway. Don't travel with a lot of cash, I guess. Long live the free. And, uh, Mr. Johnson, I hope you get your money back. And I hope you're, you know, I hope they give it to you with, with interest, too, because that, that just, it's unbelievable what they did to you. You know, just a hard-working man just trying to get by. Scumbags. All right, let's get moving on. All right, looks like that's all I got for today. It's a short one. I gotta get ready for work. Am I excited about going to work? No, not really. But I'll be back Thursday afternoon. So what we'll probably do is we'll have a nice dinner Thursday and then we'll have our Thanksgiving dinner on Friday. Thanksgiving is the time of the year we're here in America. We celebrate. Well, I'm not sure what we celebrate at this point. But that's what we do. We have Thanksgiving. And we give thanks to... I don't know, stealing the land from the Indians, I guess. I don't know. It's a pretty dubious holiday at this point. It's where we... And the, I'm sure the turkeys don't have thanks, because, well, we kill a lot of turkeys, but I must admit, it is a good dinner. I do like Thanksgiving dinner, so... That's our tradition. So, anyway, that being said, that's all we got. Stay safe. Stay out of trouble. Get over for big trucks, cops, ambulances, fire trucks on the shoulder... Get over. Get over a lane. Also, drive smooth. Winter's here. Check your chain bag. Make sure your chains are up to, you know, your chains are up. Make sure you got your chaining tools. Make sure you got uh, a little extra food in the truck in case you get stuck. Roads have been known to close down for over a day, and you don't want to be without food. 
check out the Hot Logic or get a microwave. The Hot Logic little stove you can use in a truck help keep it out. There's a link in the show notes for the Hot Logic, and there's also a coupon code. Very life changing. Very life changing. All right, that's all I got. Peace out. Stay out of trouble. And uh, I don't know. See you next week. Peace. Oh, and check out the YouTube channel, TWK Trucking with Kingfish, where you can see the video of the container moving from one chassis to another. All right, I'm out.